You know, Jesus warned us that in the end times, deception like a virus will spread like wildfire. Disguised as the answer to all our problems, our secular culture can only offer replacements to the truth. The good news is that the truth of the Bible is the cure. In Pastor Jack Hibbs' new book called Living in the Days of Deception, he reveals the antidote to the lies we're told that have become increasingly harder to detect. From the inspiring foreword written by Mike Pompeo to the final chapters, Pastor Jack exposes how to combat deceptive spirits and equips us when we're deceived by the ultimate liar, Satan himself. Living in the Days of Deception by Jack Hibbs is a powerful must-read, and when you order, you can bundle by getting the DVDs and a downloadable link for a gift of any amount at jackhibbs.com radio. That's jackhibbs.com radio. Real Life presents the Jack Hibbs Podcast with intention and boldness to proclaim truth, equip the saints, and impact our culture. Hey everybody, we're going to be looking right now at some current updates as of this moment because things are changing quickly. We're going to be looking at Israel, past, present, and future, about a 30,000 foot overview, but it'll give you some insights. God bless. You can get the outlines of this podcast by going to jackhibbs.com slash podcast. Today, if this podcast lifts you up and encourages you to live a more fulfilled life in Christ, then make sure you leave us one of those five-star ratings. To us, that's like saying amen or yes. Then that rating will encourage others to listen. Now open your hearts to what God's Word has to say to you. Here is Jack Hibbs. Hey everybody, uh, welcome to this podcast, this episode of the uh, Real Life uh, Podcast Series, and we're glad that you're with us. We are obviously, like everybody else in the world, going to be talking right now about Israel and uh, what that means uh, to us today, uh, what it means to Israel, and uh, for that matter, Israel, past, present, and future. That's probably a good title for this podcast, Israel, past, present, and future. Now, obviously, we're going to do a quick flyover of... um, of what's happening and the origin and where we're at right now. But uh, do keep this in mind. Um, I, I'm not surprised. You might be surprised. I don't know. It just depends on how informed you are or how cynical you are. I'm both. <laughs> okay. I am an informed, cynical person. It means that it, I, and I've always been that way. It's hard for me to believe something. I have to throw rocks at it to see if it, if it won't break That's probably why my previous years, for 13 years, I worked for a global, uh, uh, iconic medical corporation, and I worked in the uh, research and development division of that company uh, in a biomedical uh, research R&D lab for critical care development. And um, my job, I supervised um, the R&D lab, and that particular R&D lab was sensor development. And so what is reading what? And so we would uh, get doctors' ideas that they, uh, they would bring to us from all around the world, and then uh, the corporation would see if it's a good idea. Once they determined if it was a good idea, they would uh, appoint a certain amount of uh, money, usually, of course, in the millions, to see if their good idea will work. So it was our job to build what the physician imagined, either for the heart or for the lungs or the pulmonary functions or the renal functions of the human body, and then 
once it's made, we would break it. We would. What's it going to take to bust it, to break it? Uh, why? Because that's how you know if something's really uh, good is what can it take? Now that we've built it, what can it take? And that's how you develop things like expiration dates or where it should or should not be installed or performed. So when we talk about Israel, um, we need to be cynical about everything. And when it comes to the Bible, we need to prove to ourselves that the Bible is in fact true. This is why I'm a Christian, by the way. I became a Christian because of Bible prophecy. Bible prophecy, as Revelation 19.10 says, the spirit of prophecy uh, is the spirit of Jesus Christ. The ministry of Jesus Christ himself, the eternal son of God, Proverbs 30, verse 4, demands that we match all that's going on in the world around us in line with the Bible. Now, for those of you who, you can be a cynic or cynical, and that's good, but don't be stupid. There's a big difference where, like Thomas, one of the disciples, one of the apostles, he was a doubter. Doubting Thomas. I love that guy. And there's a reason why God in his infinite genius allowed Thomas to be one of the disciples, because he doubted everything. I don't believe that. Let me see that. Let me eat that. Wait, Jesus just made uh, wine uh, from water? Let me taste that. Uh, wait, that kid brought a sack lunch to this gathering, and, and Jesus just made a bunch of fish and loaves of bread? I got to taste that. Thomas is the one who said, after the resurrection, after everything he witnessed with his eyes, he's the one who said, I'm not going to believe until I take my fingers and stick them in the holes of Jesus' hands and his side. And so when Jesus appears after the resurrection, while the disciples were hiding out for fear, the Bible says, great men of God, they're hiding out for fear. I'm sure you would have done the same thing as I would have as they did. Jesus suddenly appears supernaturally in their midst, without the door, without a window. And Jesus says, greetings, it is I, be not afraid. Then he turns to Thomas, and he says, Thomas, put your hands, put your fingers in the holes of my hands and in my side. Here you go, Thomas. Can you imagine? The Bible tells us that Thomas fell to his knees, and he said, my Lord and my God. So keep that in mind. Let's, let's doubt everything we hear until it's confirmed in Scripture. That brings us to the excitement of what's going on right now. Now, all of us are uh, saddened by the loss of life on both sides uh, and all involved. However, let's, let's uh, put our emotions in line with Scripture. Um, Scripture is going to be fulfilled with or without our emotions agreeing or approving. So scrap, scrap the, the uh, emotional uh, side of us coming to conclusions because that's just going to lead you into error. Uh, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 24 that in the last days leading up to the apocalyptic events of the revelation of the uh, of the tribulation period. So imagine Jesus is speaking on the Mount of Olives 2000 years ago and the disciples asked him concerning the destruction of the temple which to them naturally was Jesus, you just said the temple's going to be destroyed? Not one stone's going to be left upon another? You can read that in Matthew 23 and Matthew 24. 
Uh, to the Jew, to the disciples, they thought, how can this possibly be? Because if that temple goes down, then, then God is defeated and, and this whole thing is over. And they didn't understand. They thought that God and the nation was in association with that temple for, for Israel. And Jesus said, not one stone's going to be left upon another. It's all going to be thrown down. And by the way, you guys are all going to be dispersed to the ends of the earth. And in 70 AD, that's exactly what happened. Uh, Titus, General Titus, of the fifth column or the fifth, the fifth legion of the Roman army, uh, was dispatched by his father, uh, the emperor, to, to go and put down an uprising in Jerusalem. And uh, that is Titus Vespasian. And later on, Titus became uh, the emperor of Rome years later. But by the way, you can go to Rome today in what is called uh, Titus, the Titus or General Titus's arch in the forum in Rome. For those of you who are in Rome or those of you who have been to Rome, you know exactly what I'm talking about. There's this beautiful arch and it's a, a relief of uh, history. And it shows the 5th Roman Legion Army returning back from Jerusalem, right? And they're carrying all the goodies from the temple, which is true. Uh, and they had uh, the ark, they, they're carrying the ark, uh, they're carrying um, uh, the menorah, uh, they're carrying all kinds of artifacts back into Rome. And that, that's, uh, you know, is, is displayed there. So here you have a, a, a statement made by Jesus and then recorded in secular history, and then there's even archaeological evidence, uh, which, by the way, some people say a lot of those things that Titus brought back in that massive victory over, the, over Rome, I mean, over Jerusalem, is in uh, the Vatican today. And uh, if you've ever been to the Vatican... I think it's one-third or one-fifth of what's on display in the Vatican. They rotate it out. Down below the Vatican in Rome are warehouses that are considered to be um, the largest underground warehouses in the world. Not above ground, but below ground. I think Amazon has the largest or Boeing has the largest in the world. Below ground, the Vatican's got the biggest. Why? It's all the collections of artifacts that um, the Roman church uh, took over the years. And a lot of those things from Jerusalem 70 AD are there. Wars and rumors of war, Jesus said. And he said in the language of the Aramaic and Greek language of the New Testament that what's implied is that wars would increase in scope and size and the rumors would increase in scope and size, meaning things would get bigger and uglier as time went on. So that brings us to the war right now that is going on in Israel. And by the way, I might say it's an expanding war as the time of this podcast. Isn't it amazing? I'm recording this. This is going to drop soon, but things are changing so fast that this is probably going to be old news by the time you hear it. But at this moment, it has now been uh, discovered. Technology uh, has revealed that the horrific Israeli military having bombed the hospital in Gaza turns out to be now a self-inflicted wound. It, Hamas bombed not the hospital. It turns out the hospital was not hit. The hospital's fine. They're, they should win an, an, uh, an Emmy uh, for Best Picture because they staged uh, the devastation of the Israelis bombing the hospital in, in Gaza. 
they actually, Hamas actually shot some people and put them in place. Some people laid down and played dead. They said, lights, camera, action. And they had a, ambulances pull up in a uh, area. Now, guess what happened? Now we know that the Israelis and Hamas have confessed and shown evidence that this was none other than a Hamas rocket launch that went bad and it landed in a parking lot. Number one, Israel doesn't bomb parking lots. If it was an Israeli airstrike, they don't hit parking lots. They hit buildings. They hit people on the top of their head with the missile who they're trying to take out. You got me? Israel is more precise, more exact, and precision attacks than any nation on earth, including America. Okay, Israel. So when Israel uh, bombs something, they bomb it for good. And they don't bomb parking lots. Uh, so, but Hamas had an, a rocket that aired. It was rocket number 451. 451 rockets went astray uh, in these last 12 days and hit within Gaza. They went cuckoo, launched, hit, boom, killed people uh, or caused damage. In this case, it blew up a bunch of cars. Some people, few people were killed. But watch this. You say, Jack, you're just you're just spewing Israeli propaganda. Uh, well, Israel showed you secret information, by the way, they released it to the world. It's previously never known before uh, that the Iron Dome uh, computer systems, uh, this algorithm is remarkable how this stuff processes uh, telemetry. And that's how they're able to blow up rockets in the air. Uh, well, they Israel released the computers as they monitor the launching. And it, all the rockets go up, but one goes whoop and wham. Guess where it lands? Israel's uh, computers pinpointed the exact spot of the location of the hit. Where was it? A parking lot next door to the hospital. Here's where it gets better. Israel intelligence, which is remarkable. Israel has now played over the air for people to hear in Arabic, translated into Hebrew, uh, that two terrorists were on the phone saying, oh, crud, our missile just landed in that parking lot. Oh, but that's okay. We can use it. Get the cameras. Let's do, let's do what we do. Let's, let's, let's make this a propaganda thing. And uh, yeah, it's too bad, but hey, let's use it. And they literally captured the conversation, uh, and Israel has made this public. So there's no doubt about it. However, do you think that's stopping the absolute brainless people around the world from protesting right now? Oh, Israel bombed a building. It's time for jihad. Look, let's be honest. These, these dopes did not need Israel to bomb a building to jihad. They were waiting to jihad. In fact, the whole region is waiting for a jihad right now. And... Um, and so let's talk about this real quick with the time that we have. And it is this. What's with Israel? Why doesn't Israel just give up some land? Because um, the, the, the Islamic world, the Palestinians want land to live because they're crowded in Gaza. Why don't they just, why doesn't Israel just give up some land? Um, for those of you who are older, you're just saying, Jack, stop being so ridiculous. Israel has given land, given land, given land, given land, and it's never stopped one rocket from being fired. That's true. Every time uh, Israel gives a piece of land up, uh, it doesn't do a thing. Why? Because if you know Islamic doctrine, Israel cannot exist. Islam cannot 
dominate the world so long as Israel and the Jew is living and the land of Israel exists. Did you know that? That may come to a shock to you, but just for now on, don't be surprised anymore and don't let your Muslim friend tell you, that's not true. They either A, they're ignorant Western Muslims who haven't been taught, or they know what I'm saying is true, but they refuse to admit it because that would make them look bad in front of you. But just know this, all of our Muslim friends, when push comes to shove, we know that in the world around us, uh, from the days of the um, attempts to establish the caliphate, uh, be it Ottoman or be it ISIS or uh, Turkey's attempts to uh, establish empire, uh, an Islamic caliphate empire, um, it has always come down to this. The question is, um, we are in a jihad. Muslim, are you with us? If you're not with us, then you're not of us, and we kill you first. Then we kill the Saturday people, Jews. Then we kill the Sunday people. So it goes in this way. It's a three-priority three thing. Muslims who sit out as jihad get killed. So every Muslim you know at some point in time, if this continues to escalate, right here in sunny old California, if it escalates, Muslims will say to other Muslims, "Are you? we're going to go ta attack L.A. We're going to go attack whatever. Are you in? If you say you're not in, you're going to die. This is historical Islam. That's the stuff that they don't want you to know, but it's everywhere. The radicals uh, will be the most, the radicals, we need to be careful. The radicals are the fundamentalists. Now, I'm a fundamental Christian, fundamentalist. So what does that mean? I believe in the entire Bible, all of it, cover to cover. Okay? Well, a fundamental Muslim, that's a scary thing. Because most Muslims in California at to date or are recreational Muslims. When the fundamentalist shows up and says, Jihad with us or you die, your friend's going to need to vote on what side he's on. Chances are Satan was correct. Skin for skin, a man will do anything to save his own skin. That's the one and only time I like quoting Satan. So very, very quickly, you guys, again, 30,000 uh, feet uh, look down upon this. What's with the land of Israel? Number one, the land of Israel was promised to Abraham in Genesis chapter 15, uh, verse 18. You can start right there. Now, technically, uh, Genesis 15 is where you want to double down, but you can read from Genesis chapter 12 to Genesis 17. That's your homework today or tonight, wherever you are. Read Genesis chapter 12. God speaks to Abraham. By the way, Muslims, who's your man? Abraham, right? Jews, who's your man? Abraham. And to the Christian, who's the man? Abraham. Listen to what God says to Abraham in Genesis 12 to Genesis 17. When you come to Genesis 15, you're going to hear the promise that this is in effect. Abraham, I've made an everlasting, eternal, forever covenant with you and your descendants. And I'm going to tell you, Abraham, that I'm going to give you a land that is occupied by evil right now, pagan people. But I'm going to promise you the land that I made. Those, those guys are squatters sitting on my land that I made. My land is a land of promise. So I'm going to show you that land, Abraham. 
And God shows Abraham the land. And so remember this. What you see right now today of a map of Israel is hilarious compared to what's going to happen. Listen, sit down. Take notice. Hey, UN, get a, get a hold of this. You want Israel to become smaller. You want Israel to even go away. It's not going to happen. Now, in the short term, Israel is going to be brought under tremendous attack. Israel is going to be deceived by the Antichrist that is probably alive today somewhere in the world. Israel is going to almost be totally destroyed in the tribulation period. But then God is going to rescue her and come to her defense at the midpoint of the tribulation period at the three and a half year midpoint. And uh, Jesus said that Israel is going to go through a time, so will the world. It will go through a time such as the world has never seen before. But Israel will never again, according to the Bible, never cease from being a nation again. Prophesied by Amos, mark this down, Amos chapter 9, most specifically verse 15, God says, once I bring you back into your land, you will never again be uprooted. On May 14th, 1948, watch this, (laughs) listen to this, May 14th, 1948, Israel became a nation in one day, just like Isaiah 66 said it would be. And in less than 24 hours, Egypt, Jordan, Syria, the Muslim nations surrounding Israel after its birthday in less than 24 hours attacked Israel. Israel had some pistols. They had a couple of rifles. They had pitchforks. They had shovels. Israel won to the shock of the entire world and probably really ticked off the demonically manipulating United Nations. (laughs) Israel won. Friends, listen, Israel has been attacked. Watch, hello. Israel has been attacked since 1948 to 2023. Israel has always been attacked. Israel has never, never launched or instigated a war, ever. Israel has taken out weapons on its way to Israel, which is happening right now as I speak, uh, just outside of Damascus and just outside of Aleppo, Syria. Uh, Israel will go in and destroy tunnels near Gaza border because their ground penetrating radar, which is the most advanced in the world. You can watch people walking 40, 60 feet underground in tunnels and they've got rocket launchers and they've got bazookas and stuff like that. Uh, So Israel blows up a tunnel. But Israel has never instigated a war. Israel has always been on the response, on the defense. I want you to know that right now. I want you to know that. Um, But today, the Israel that you see on the map is nothing compared to what God's promised Abraham. Uh, Soon and very soon, at least, you know, seven years from now, at least, at least seven years from now, okay, uh, it it could be uh, maybe eight years from now, could be 10 years from now, doesn't matter. But listen, when the tribulation period begins, and this is not it, but when it begins, uh, At the end of it, Christ returns and he sits on the throne of David in Jerusalem, Matthew chapter 25. He's going to establish the borders of Israel based on the promise given to Abraham. So get a load of this. It goes to the Euphrates River 
You know where that is? That's in Iraq and Iran. It's going to go all the way north into Lebanon and Syria. It's going to go all the way down to the Nile River in Egypt. And it's going to go all the way over to where Saudi Arabia is today or uh, the Gulf of Aqaba. You say, Jack, that's huge. Yep. Yep. It's going to be huge. So if you're fighting against Israel to make it smaller, you're losing, you're going to lose that because God's word is true and it's steadfast. It's an everlasting covenant. So um, everlasting covenant given to Abraham. God never fails. He says, once you're back in the land, May 14th, 1948, uh, I will never allow you again to be uprooted. And so today what's going on in Israel with this increasing war uh, is something that is part of the wars and rumors of wars. You might ask, Jack, is this battle the Ezekiel battle? Absolutely not. Uh, it's uh, The Ezekiel battle is very specific. Read Ezekiel chapter 38. It tells you the very nations that are involved. Right now, this uh, expands. We've got terrorist groups, but we've got other nations involved that are not written in Ezekiel. So this is probably uh, a... We know a very, very tense moment that is escalating extremely fast. And it most likely, unless it's stopped, it most likely will uh, go to World War III. Now, World War III would fall under wars and rumors of wars. For example, World War I was wars and rumors of wars. World War II was wars and rumors of wars, the Korean War. All wars fall under Jesus' warning of wars and rumors of wars. We could have three world wars. We could have four. We could have five. We could have ten world wars. None of those are uh, mentioned in Scripture. The next official war that matters to the Bible is the Ezekiel battle, the Ezekiel war. We do have a little glitch that will probably happen before that, and this is where we all get excited. And I'm looking at the clock, and I need to wrap this up. Right now, Israel believes, as of last night, Israel now has called all Jews out of Argentina, out of Turkey, out of every other nation in the world other than the United States and UK. Israel has called all Jews to leave France and to get home quick. Why? Because Israel believes that they can save the Jewish people from the murder squads, the, 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 the murder squads of Islam in those various countries that are hunting for Jews right now. Get them home. Israel would only invite their people to come home at a time like this because Israel is going to take preemptive protection action. In other words, you don't call your population of Jews home if you're going to, if you're going to, uh, be blown up, you call your people to come home to have them be safe. Um, also this, the United States and several other nations as of this moment uh, have shut down their embassies and evacuated their people uh, because Israel said, you, you guys might want to leave. Things, things are going to get tense. So the United States, Israel have left Turkey other countries, the U.S. has pulled out. Lebanon, the United States has evacuated Lebanon. Uh, why? Because it is rumored at this hour 
that because of Hezbollah being armed by Iran, which is Persia in the Bible, may launch a, an attack from the north against Israel. Hezbollah, that's a whole different story. Hezbollah is not Hamas. Hamas would be like the, uh, a three-ring circus compared to Hezbollah and their Iranian training and armaments. You don't mess with Hezbollah unless you're going to annihilate it. And that's where we need to land this podcast as of this moment, is Israel has made some very, very direct statements. They said, we are going to, number one, not stop in Gaza. So everybody who's innocent, get down to the Egyptian border, to the Rafah gate. We've got food down there for you. We've allowed humanitarian organizations to get down there. Egypt is helping us out to take care of you. And oh, by the way, we're going to walk through the crowds and and grab Hamas terrorists because uh, Israel knows what they look like. But also this, get down there and get safe because we are going to flatten Gaza. They have to. They're not they're, they're, they're going to do this. They have to do this if Israel's going to survive. But Hezbollah, it's very, very possible that Hezbollah, which is much more formidable, that if Israel starts to pull people out of the northern regions of Israel and gets the Jew into central Israel, that's going to, if that happens very abruptly, very quickly, uh, you're going to see the annihilation of Hezbollah. You're going to see Israel use what Israel has invented is either multiple particle beam weaponry, which is warfare by laser particles. In fact, friends, don't think this is far-fetched. Several missiles, they've tested it, and you can watch it on YouTube. Track it down, unless it's been pulled. We saw some missiles shot down out of the sky by Israel using um, a flash of orange laser light. Instantly incinerated the missile. That beam can go across the ground and do mass devastation. Israel has it. Or they will do what Israel has also invented, and that is a, a tactical nuclear weapon, which is a small uh, load of atomic power, which will vaporize maybe a 10-square-mile area, maybe 20. Depends on the load. It's detonated in the air, will probably most likely be either dropped or parachuted from a plane down. It has an altimeter on it. When it reaches a certain altitude, the altitude of detonation determines the cone or the diameter or the circumference of the area affected. It's very, very extremely efficient and 100% effective, and it vaporizes things. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are at a very critical point, very, very interesting point. Um, we've never been here before. We've come close, but not like this. This is unlike any other thing that I've seen in my 65 years of living. And I, I just would ask you to pray for all involved. And um, I'm very concerned about the United States military in the region. I'm very concerned about the USSR uh, Gerald Ford. Um, I think it's extremely vulnerable right now. I'm very, very concerned about the Roosevelt 
two strike groups. Um, we are now fighting against, or we might engage against Chinese, Russian, and Iranian technology. And frankly, I don't think we can match that. And so because of that, I'm concerned. So time to pray. Know that it's all in the Bible. Doesn't mean you th throw up your arms and quit. It means that we are like the sons of Ishakar. We discern the times and the seasons in which Israel lives, or America, or Canada, or Ireland, or Peru, wherever you're at right now. You discern the times and the seasons in which we live so that we know what we ought to do next. All right? So, friends, Israel, past, present, and future, unfolding now, world history. So listen, if you like these podcasts, we'd love for you to subscribe, tell your friends about it, let them know, uh, write a review. That would really help. We don't need your money. We just need your uh, thumbs up. That really encourages us. And it also tells uh, the social media gurus that uh, we're worth listening to so they'll keep us on. But as always, it's time to live out what you believe in, right? It's time for real life. God bless you. This Jack Hibbs podcast, as well as all the broadcast outreach opportunities, are listener-supported. Will you consider partnering with us through a special gift? Go to jackhibbs.com to learn more and stay connected.